Everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back to Cover B Real Extra. We are getting real extra in here. The extra level is real. Uh, <laughs> in honor of today's movie, we're calling uh, today's episode Cover B colon Let There Be Extra. Can you, have you figured out what movie? That's almost as terrible as the actual uh, name of the movie. We are talking about <laughs> Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which is the dumbest name for a movie. It should have just been Venom Carnage or Venom Maximum Carnage or Absolute Carnage. I mean, you have all these Carnage names in the comics already. Like, why not? But no, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Because all right, cool. Probably, probably because this is not your mama's comic Carnage. <laughs> Yes, uh, we will reserve most of the spoilers to the end of the episode. Uh, there is some big things that happen toward the end of the movie. Uh, we'll let you know when we move on to spoilers. Yes, there might be some other kind of spoilery things that are peppered into the review. So if you'd rather go watch the movie and then listen to what we think about it, you're welcome to. If you're just happy to hear our lovely voices, you're welcome to stay. Hi, how are you? Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to talk about it right now. So yeah. uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage is the second Venom movie from the Sony Venomverse that we've got. Yes. Uh, has Tom Hardy reprising his role of Eddie Brock and also doing the voice of Venom. Uh, it's unless you've lived under a rock or just have no experience with comic book news, you know that Woody Harrelson is returning in his cameoed role of Cletus Cassidy. And we'll be playing the titular Carnage. Uh, we just call him Carnage in the movie. We leave out his full pronoun, which is let there be, apparently. Um, <laughs> we're just sticking to surnames in this movie. He's so salty about yeah. this, you guys. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't call Venom by his full name. We just use his surname, Venom. We don't call him Aluicious Venom. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to find as many ways to be salty about the name of this movie as I can. He's real salty. Um, so we see our main characters live in their lives as in symbiosis. And we leave from the first movie of the two of them kind of being like, all right, we're buddies. Uh, to it being back to trouble in paradise. They can't mm -hmm. get along very well. Venom wants to go out and eat a ton of brains. And Eddie's like, no, 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 brains are bad. You eat chickens. Uh, and chocolate and Venom's not happy with that so a big push of the movie a big focus of the movie is the two of them being at odds with each other full odd couple amongst the whole thing Eddie has also been invited by Cletus Cassidy to be his kind of like sounding board uh, for whatever reason Cletus has attached to Eddie and wants to get messages out through publication uh, Eddie is being hounded by the cops to get information about body, unfound bodies and possible other crimes that Cletus has committed. Uh, and Eddie's just trying to look for that next stage of being 
a hero trying to revive his uh, glory days. His glory days. And makes another appearance. She's another part of this and does wonderfully. Uh, and then, lo and behold, Carnage rears his horrible little head. Uh, and things go into chaos. Uh, and then the movie's over. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that's pretty good time. See, what are your thoughts on this, this film? It was fine. It was fine. It was, yeah. It was fine. So, it's real short. Um, it is. it is the first movie in a really long time. Like I'm talking since like the Fox Marvel properties, the like first Spidey Mans and the yeah. first Fantastic Fours, like that long since I felt a movie genuinely be like, here's some weird, some weird stuff. We're not going to explain it. Suspend your disbelief or don't. We don't care. Um, to yeah. some like weird stuff that I'm like, I don't, that, that doesn't make any sense, but sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and we've always preached, you know, like we could suspend our disbelief, but they're, you know, within reason, mm -hmm. within reason, this one, this one was pushing, pushing the borders a little bit. Just You're pushing, going a little far. Pushing it a little bit heavily. <laughs> You're getting a little McGonagall. I know. Albus, get in here. <laughs> You're pushing things a little bit too far. Um, but the red symbiote is attacking the black one. I know. I. It was a fun movie. Like, it was funny. I laughed a mm. lot. Like, you know, anytime you have an odd couple scenario where you have yeah. a character and another character at odds, but they love each other, no. you know, like... There's always fun things to ha be had in those scenarios. Like it was funny to watch. There, not a whole lot happens. Yeah, that's is part of the problem. Yeah, and that's a good the the biggest problem with this movie was the pacing. Yeah, there was there was a lot of time focused on Eddie and Venom kind of going at odds with each other. And your villain, <laughs> though, you know, Carnage at least at the at the very least, Carnage is the type of villain that audiences will just get yeah you know what i mean like they get him they don't they don't need more than like he's a serial killer who now has a symbiote and can do a lot of crazy shit and he's a sociopath he's yeah he's a psychopath and he's gonna go out and murder a bunch of people and yeah. do stuff you know it's like the joker you don't really need a whole lot of time developing a joker you could easily throw like they have in the past you know heath ledger's joker spent a lot of time kind of like building but even then from the onset of the Joker being on screen, it was like, this is the Joker. There wasn't a whole lot of like, look, the Joker's sad and in the rain. Let's look and at his history. Yeah, it was just like, here he is. And they introduced him way early on. And they got a lot out of him in that movie. Yeah. Um. This, I feel like, could have done that and didn't. They They didn't introduce him very late in the movie, but... They just dedicated so much time to this odd couple thing. Yeah. And then they had, it felt like they had a very strict runtime that they wanted. What was the runtime on this movie? Let's find out. But they, it felt like they had this very strict runtime that they wanted to have. And so they ended up doing this very odd, like really quick. Like it was like the second we had Carnage, it was like we're at the final scene one of those cliche superhero movie final scenes where the villains are in their like fancy costumes and it's all like very dramatic and like, you know what I mean? It felt very like Tim Burton, Batman, the end scene. 
I'm, I'm checking. Okay. And uh, we just, we got there very quick. It was like suddenly we were there. And I don't know. I, I don't feel like they did a good time. My biggest quibble with this movie, my biggest problem with this movie is that I don't feel like there was enough time to develop a significant story and develop a significant kind of like, they made Carnage really badass, but it's like beyond him being an unstoppable maniac. And I mean, that's what Carnage is, but it's just like, there wasn't even, even the resolution of Venom and Eddie kind of having a split was really rushed. It was like Venom's kind of tired because he can't keep any of his hosts alive long enough that he's trying to like bounce around between and Eddie's in, in jail. Danger. So it's like, <laughs> even that was really like, well, they're back together. Yay. You know, the movie is exactly an hour and 30 minutes long. Yeah, exactly. It it's felt so short, it felt way too short. And that might just be us being jaded. Absolutely. Like, jaded and crusty from the like two and a half hour superhero things that we've been accustomed to but <clears throat> one and a half was not long enough to tell a significant story and while i liked like i i think they could have gotten a story out of venom and eddie kind of being at odds with each other i think there was a lot of like they could have taken it in any other route they could have come up with some other thing like, yeah. I, I hearken back to the miniseries Venom First Host, where, like, a big... It introduced a new, uh, a new symbiote, and one of the big, like, pushes of it beyond, like, one of the big narrative thrusts of it beyond, like, the eventual, like, I had the Venom symbiote first, I'm this random Kree guy, or whatever... Uh, the first issue, at the very least, was Venom was effectively pregnant, and they were having to deal with that, mm. you know? Yeah. So why not have Venom be having some, like, weird sort of things, you know, like a Flubber-esque, like, now Eddie has to deal with this thing that's kind of, like, causing mayhem, and he doesn't know what's controlling it, and then that puts him in with Cletus... You know, yeah, and then, it then he very, spawns. It could have been a very boom. gremlin scenario yeah, where it's then, like you can't control how many he's spawning and like trying to contain them all. Like, yeah, and then, you know, you introduce yeah. the idea of Venom spawning, which there's tons of spawns in the comics. Yeah. Some caused by the Life Foundation and stuff like that. But, you know, you kind of introduce that idea, which gives you legs to introduce other symbiotes later. And you make that kind of the conflict of, like, Eddie trying to understand more about symbiotes. And then Carnage plays into a part of that. Like, Eddie's trying to understand why Carnage can do a bunch of stuff that Venom can't, you know? Yeah. We have this big moment. It was in the trailer. And it, you know, was just a real weird throwaway line. And this one, just for a goof, where Venom's like, that's a red one. And it's like, well, why does that matter? You yeah. know? We know from the comics that all the symbiotes look different. Like, Scream's like a brown-orange one. Yeah. And, you know, Toxin has his own color scheme. Lasher has his own color scheme. You know, they're all different colors and different shapes and sizes, and they all have different abilities. So, like, maybe that could have been the focus, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. The it It felt like a waste of time in the name of getting, like jokes and stuff out and while there were really funny moments i found myself laughing like i wasn't like oh this is boring no like, it was entertaining 
it just it felt like it took away from giving the movie any actual story <laughs> to stand on, you know? And I I don't think this is super spoilery because they start talking about it pretty early on. Something that I think bothered me is that something that I feel like they took too much time on was actually making Cletus Cassidy very empathetic, like an like a sympathetic a bit, character. Yeah, yeah. Like they made him you know, they gave him, like, a tragic backstory, and then they gave him, like, kind of noble aspirations and desires. Yeah. And I'm like, and my problem is that, like, part of the reason why we so easily understand the Joker, like, off the drop of a hat is because the Joker's just evil. Yeah. He's crazy. He's he, just chaos. He yeah. just, he wants to do things. He wants to cause misery. He wants to cause destruction because that's what he wants. That's what makes him happy. That's what gives him joy. And in the comics... Carnage is the same way. Like, he eats people not because he has to, but because, hey, that's fun. Yeah. And, like, the serial killer, it wasn't like, oh, I did it because of this. It was like, I did it because I want to kill people. That's fun. Yeah. And they kind of, like, they spent too much time on, like, developing Cassidy as, like, a person. And I hate to be this way, but, like, we're not into Carnage for Cassidy, we're into Carnage because he fully is Carnage. Yeah, sometimes, and that's the danger with adapting these comic villains, especially like the really well-known comic villains, into movies, is that there's a demand in movie characterization to, often there's a demand to give them a little bit more gray area. Yeah. And... Some of these villains, like, I mean, even Thanos, if you look at the MCU Thanos versus comic book Thanos, Thanos is just a bad dude in yeah. the comics. Yeah. He just thinks he's better than everybody, thinks his way of doing things is the best way. Yep. He's not altruistic at all. And in the MCU, we saw that Thanos towards the very end of Endgame, that, like, young Thanos that comes in the and is like, one. you've awoken my... Like, you've shown me the truth that my stupid, like, 50-50 plan isn't going to work, so now I'm just going to be, like, a dark badass. That was comic book Thanos. Yeah. But the early Thanos, the Infinity War and early in-game Thanos, was not. No. That was an altruistic dude. They gave him sort of, like, you know, like, if you looked at it a certain way, you could kind of get where he's coming from kind of yeah. motivations. When, in reality, like, in the comics, he was just trying to impress death. He was <laughs> trying to kill people to kill people he wasn't like he wasn't snapping to make sure we had enough food to save everybody no he, he was, had a crush and he was trying to get he a girlfriend was snapping <laughs> because yeah that was that was the bouquet of death roses he was taken to the doorstep the to be snap like, was his promposal <laughs> yeah exactly that was that was him asking for like permission from death's dad you know what i mean like and carnage is very much that way he's in the comics he is like, the reason the Carnage symbiote is such a bad dude in the comics is because Carnage and the symbiote meshed perfectly because of Cletus Cassidy's, like, just extensive psychosis and, yeah. like, domineering personality. He's able to do a lot of crazy shit, like, form weapons and stuff because of Cletus Cassidy's, like, psychotic imagination. And he just wants to hurt people. Yeah. He doesn't want anything else. He just wants to cause mayhem. And I think when you look at characters like that and you look at making them understandable versus a backdrop of like 
whatever reality you want to put into it, into like the movies versus the comics. Yeah. I think honestly, the only one of those types of characters we've seen done true to comics well is the Heath Ledger Joker. Like, yeah. They didn't give him an origin. Nope. They made him just kind of having fun the whole time. Yeah. And they never at any point in time, even though he gave reason for his motivations for the chaos, he was still open about, like, I just want to sow chaos. Yeah. That's it. It was never a justification yeah. for what he was doing. It was an explanation. And while I, I liked the weird animated bit where they kind of showed Cletus's history, I think... You, you do a little bit of damage to the character when you try to show an origin or a history for somebody who's supposed to just be chaos. Now, that said, they handled Carnage very, very well. They did. In a lot of ways. They did. Visually, he was amazing. Yeah. They made him huge, which I thought was impressive. Yeah, that was good. Woody Harrelson's Carnage voice was really good. I would have liked something a little bit more unhinged and high-pitched. Um, and Woody Harrelson's Cletus... Very, very good. My big problem with their treatment of Carnage is that they didn't make the symbiote and Cletus one. Right. And that's that's really what the problem is with Carnage. Because that's what makes Venom so good, is that Eddie and Venom really mesh. Venom is at his best when he's Flash Thompson. No. But uh, <laughs> Venom is at his best when he meshes with the host. And that's the thing about the symbiotes, is they are at their absolute best. That's why the Life Foundation ones weren't great. Yep. That's why a lot of the more modern takes on the Life Foundation and other symbiotes aren't great because it's usually the symbiotes domineering over their host, basically draining their host. Yeah. So they don't have long to go and they're a little bit mindless and a little bit too connected to the hive mind and stuff. Um, but the reason Venom is able to do what he does is because he finds hosts that he meshes with well. Yeah. And that's why Carnage is so dangerous because... There is no Carnage beyond Cletus, and there is no Cletus beyond Carnage. They are one. Yeah. They are, whereas Venom and Eddie are a perfect symbiosis, Carnage is an entity. It is a singular. And that's what makes him dangerous. And they spent a lot of time, because of the subplot, and this is a little bit spoilery. I'll go ahead and say, but it doesn't really ruin too much. But because of the major plot point being like, Venom and Eddie are arguing they spent so much time making... They had to make Carnage a foil to that. Yeah. So they had to make Carnage two people, two entities. Yeah. When, you know, they honestly could have taken the same sort of story arc of, like, Venom and Eddie are fighting and made Carnage one unit and made that the thing. Make them be like, we're better because we're two. He's one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... And I mean, part of that, too, in my opinion, is that they gave Cassidy too much identity. They mm -hmm. gave him too much, too much history. They made him too much of a person. And so yeah. by giving him all this identity, if he just got, like, absorbed by carnage, then it would have, like, kind of undone all of the work that they'd done the entire yeah. movie. So, like, they had to keep them you know, separated, they had to keep them as, like, diametric opposing forces because the whole plot for, like, the second yeah. half of the movie was, like, Cletus was sad and now Cletus wants family and, like, and it's, like, okay, but, like, I don't care. Yeah, and that's another <laughs> thing, too, is, like, they they didn't give the Carnage symbiote any identity. He's, he's there. Once he's in Cletus, he's there. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, and he's then, just he's, a jerk. then he's like, I want to kill Venom. And it's like, okay, why? <laughs> you know, like, who are you? Hi, my name's Cletus. What's up? You know, like if they had done, like I said, the story arc maybe involving like spawning, maybe they wake up one day and the carnage symbiote's just like chilling on the ground and they're like, ah, what the hell? And they like, then there's like a history of mistreatment or abandonment or something like that. Like if you want to make Cletus empathetic, then maybe make the, I don't know. Like there was an imbalance there. Yes. And I don't think the two identities should have existed. I think personally they should have just made him like consume the symbiote or like dominate over the symbiote and that could have been the kind of like foil to venom and eddie yeah where they like work together he's like dominating his symbiote and able to like control it manipulate it and that's what makes them more powerful is they have two minds working together or something but at this point it was literally just he's a red one all in all it yeah (laughs) All in all, it kind of just turned Carnage into a very cool but very, like, flash-in-the-pan kind of villain. And, you know, going into it, I know a lot of people were very excited about Woody Harrelson handling this because he's such a good actor and he's going to be able to do it well. And we don't often see him do really, like, off-the-chain villains. Yeah. He's done a lot of psychotic characters in his history, but we don't really see him do this kind of, like, off-the-chain thing. And because of the short runtime. Because of the necessity of this, like, odd couple thing, as you put it. And because of, honestly, just a little bit of a mishandling of the Carnage character, we didn't really get as much kind of wild Carnage as we could have. Now, that said, all that out of the way, all those major issues out of the way, Carnage was visually amazing. Yeah, it was The Carnage moments were some of the most chaotic, violent villain moments i've seen in a superhero movie it was wild (laughs) those moments fit the character really really well very well uh and shriek shriek was awesome honestly my favorite handling of a character in the venom universe so far was shriek naomi harris right yes did incredible as so good she was wild and off the chain she had weird lines that were handled very well they did shriek right they did Shriek right. But again, because of the short runtime, because of the necessity to show Venom walking around in a rave and stuff like that, we didn't get a lot of her. This is this is going to be a little bit of a hot take, but I'm sad a little bit. Like, don't get me wrong. She did an incredible job, but I'm a little sad that Naomi Harris was Shriek because I really wish she could have been Typhoid Mary. Yeah, she would have been would have destroyed ah! Typhoid Mary. <laughs> I mean, I think if they had put her in any sort of, like, if they wanted to do a scream, she would have done really well. Like She was just great. Her, she, I'm a, she I'm felt a, like the crazy that I wanted yeah, honestly, out of this. Honestly, I'm bummed because Naomi Harris would do really well as a villain. <laughs> and she deserved more time to be the villain. Yeah, you she know? did. She absolutely Granted, did. we don't know fully what happened to her character. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's true. Um... With the nature of what happened. Uh, but still. Yeah. Uh, it would have been nice to get a little bit more Shriek because she was incredible. Yeah. Um, I will say, too, you know, with it being such a short runtime and with the pacing being just like lightning fast, I personally felt a little bit, and I'm not going to say what it is until after the, the spoiler alarm, but it did sort of feel like this movie 
was rushing to get to the end credit sequence as much as we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're like, okay, let's just go. Let's just run through it. Yeah. Marathon. My, my final thoughts overall, um, <laughs> before we talk about the very spoilery things, uh, I liked Venom better in this one. Yeah. I, I'm not huge on, like, goofy Venom. Like, I'm, I'm really not, like... And that probably just comes from, like, my two favorite runs of Venom being the Donny Cates run and the Flash Thompson run. You like a and, serious Venom. You know, those have, like, Flash in the Flash Thompson run is kind of cheeky, but, like, those have a more serious, darker tone, and I just... You know, Venom singing a song and cooking Eddie breakfast is like, it's funny. I like it. Like, I, I like this Venom, but I don't know if I truly am committed to this as my, like, MCU ven Venom. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm getting used to it. I liked him better in this one. He had some more serious moments. There was and more depth. Because you got to think, this is like an ancient alien, right? Yeah. And I don't feel like, specifically in the first movie, I don't feel like they gave him enough time to be, like, an ancient alien. Yeah. He was a little too, like, goofy. Yeah. And I... I but that said, I think there's a lot of really interesting symbiote mythos <laughs> out there and, like, other symbiote characters. And the first movie, my biggest bummer of the first movie was that we didn't get any of that. You know, we got some, like, new symbiote guy. Yeah. You know, we didn't get anything, like, old or, like, already done. Established. You know, some screams, some toxins, some lashers, and all these other right. guys. Um, and now it looks like we are. At least we got Carnage. You yeah. know what I mean? And that introduced the idea of the symbiote being able to spread. And so hopefully we'll see more. But I did like Venom better in this one. There were still some moments where I was like, this is funny, but goofy? You know, uh, what is the point? Yeah. <laughs> but all the same, I mean, Tom Hardy does a good job looking like he's constipated for an hour and a half. You know what I mean? He looks like he always has a fever. Yeah. His, his Eddie, <laughs> he's so his clammy Eddie Brock, all the time. <laughs> his Eddie Brock is literally like, I think he method acted by just getting IBS for a month, <laughs> you know, but it, it works. It works. He does it well. So, uh, I am excited to see more Venom you know yeah but this exactly like what you said this was this movie was fine it was fine. it was fine it was very quick yeah uh there were some individual little bits that were very good this was a one of those like buffet movies like you go to a buffet and you look at the buffet and you're like that mac and cheese looks nasty but those mashed potatoes look really good yeah. you know yeah and not everything on the buffet cart is gonna be delicious yeah but you're gonna like some bits of it you know what I mean? And this was that kind of thing. And you may consume you know? some of it and enjoy it in the moment and then regret it a little bit later. And that's okay. Yeah, and that's fine. That's okay. So we're going to go ahead and talk about two big spoilery points. Wee -wee. Uh, so go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and log off if you don't want spoilers for the ending and the uh, post credits. The post credits. Talk about the ending first. I don't have much to say about this. I'm just going to gripe a little bit. Stop killing off Venom or villains. Yeah. Stop. If they're if they're important villains, don't kill them off. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Carnage shouldn't have died. And it, it's, you know, it's comics. So Carnage has been ripped in half before and came back from that. So That's like, fair. but, you know, the, the F this guy bites his head off line was fun and everything. But like, could have just 
put him in jail. You know what I mean? You could have just you could have gotten rid of him some other way. Yeah. Like it it seems very short sighted. It just seems short sighted, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh like I said, they possibly didn't kill off Shriek because she only got crushed air quotes beneath a bell, but it's a bell and they'd already ripped the donger out of it. You know yeah, what I mean? True. So it's like she's basically just under this bell. Yeah. Uh, and then, hey, maybe we'll get Toxin. Yeah. So that's, that's a nice he little... He was hinted. Yeah. Seems to be a little Toxin hint at the end. A little uh, glimmer. But that's my only kind of takeaway from the ending. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like the idea of Venom being on the run. <laughs> like, that is more Venom to me. By, by killing off Carnage, it again felt like they were like, we need to get this over with so we can get to the post credit. <laughs> yeah, I think we need um, to we need to get done with all this crap. You know, we had committed to this, so so let's do this. But but we need to keep moving. backing up to our conversation about they kept talking about Carnage was like, I want a family. I want I want to be accepted and stuff like that. And a big thing in the comics is that Carnage, especially right now, is that Carnage is like all about spreading the love. And they have this one moment where. Carnage is breaking out of the prison and he grabs that guard and the guard's like, no, please, I have a family. And then Carnage doesn't rip him in half like he does everybody else. He just sticks his tongue down his throat. Yeah. And I was like, are they going to do this? Are they going to make Carnage making like little Carnage zombies? You know what I mean? Or they could have introduced tons of other symbiotes by just like having Carnage be like, you're right. I need a family. And like extend the movie a little bit, even just like 30, 45 minutes by having scenes of Carnage going around, instead of just biting people's heads off, he's actually, like... Implanting. He's realized, like, you know, I bit Eddie, and I got Carnage. If I share my symbiote with other people, then I get children, and now I have a symbiote army. You know what I mean? I have a family. And, you know, that's the whole thing that's happening in Extreme Carnage right now. It was a big part of Absolute Carnage. It was a big part of King of Black was Carnage spreading. Right. You know? And I thought they were going to go that way. And I was a little disappointed <laughs> that they didn't. I was a little bummed that they didn't, like, have him going around, like, making carnage zombies and stuff. Yeah. You know? Because that would have introduced this concept of, like... And then you could have had, like, an ending scene or a post credit scene where you see, like, a little sliver of the carnage symbiote. So, like, say he made, like, a big, like mini carnage army right right? like he infected some people and they weren't like full but they were like fast zombies effectively or however they wanted to design it Uh, or even just like people with like carnage faces or something right and they were at the cathedral and eddie had to fight them while fighting carnage and stuff and then maybe scream comes onto their or shriek comes onto their side and starts helping or something like they change up the ending sequence to add a bunch of little zombies yeah and then you get to have like either an in credit scene or an in scene after Venom like nom, 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 eats the Carnage symbiote. Maybe you see like a little blob of red, and then it starts to move, and then it divides into like four, and then it divides more, and it goes into the sewers. Yeah. And that A gives you the ability to have Carnage again. Yep. And B gives you the ability to easily introduce all these other freaking symbiotes, you know yeah. what I mean? At any point in time. Yeah. You've already destroyed the freaking life foundation. So we're not going to get life foundation symbiotes anymore. It's you true. know? So we got to get all these other guys somehow. It's true. And I don't know. I, 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 
I was hoping that would be an element of it. And I think if they had spent more time thinking of Carnage as the story, instead it would have been. the relationship between Eddie and Venom. But instead they focused so much on the relationship between Eddie and Venom that yeah. it was like. And it, it seemed like somebody had an idea for the ending where it was like, yeah, and then Cletus and Carnage are going to be like at odds with each other. And they were like, okay, we build the whole movie off of this. But it just didn't. Even that line of like, look, they're not in symbiosis didn't really land because even that plot of the two of them having problems was like a five minute thing. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Now, I have to say, this is the spoilers, so I can say this. Mm-hmm. Um, none of this matters. All of this could have been <laughs> changed. Yeah. yeah. People who are dead may not be dead now. People who were th- one way may be another way now. It everything is different and nothing yep. matters. This is like this is like whose line is it anyway with symbiotes. So, for those curious, <laughs> there is one mid-credit stinger. There is not an after the credits thing. So, you can leave after the mid-credit stinger if you want to. The mid-credit stinger sees Venom and Eddie chilling out in their new tropical on-the-run locale. They're in some sort of, like, shitty hotel. Uh, and they're watching, like, like Spanish <laughs> Spanish soap operas. Uh, and they're having a conversation about it. And then Eddie's like, hey, why don't you share with me some of that ancient alien knowledge? And Venom's like, I don't know if you're ready for that. And Eddie's like, come on, do it. So they start having, like, a mind meld. While they're doing that, some weird magical shit happens off in the distance, and the world, like, throbs and glows gold. And Mm. then the entire room around them changes, and on the TV is J. Jonah Jameson revealing Peter Parker's identity as Mm Spider-Man. And we see Tom Holland, and Venom does what all of us want to do, gives him a little lick. (laughs) Venom, big mood. <laughs> and uh, implies he wants to eat him. him. But I imagine what we're going to see of Venom in the Spider-Man movies or Spider-Man in the Venom movies is Venom trying to like emulate him or like be like him. Yeah. This movie ends with Eddie and Venom being like, we're going to be the lethal protectors. We're going to be vigilantes now. You know we're what I mean? We're heroes. Officially, we're going to do this. Uh and so my guess is that whatever, whether it's Venom 3 or Spider-Man 4, when the two of them meet, it's going to be Venom going to New York, trying to do what Spider-Man does, and Spider-Man being like, stop, please don't, please don't do what I do, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But maybe we'll finally get some web-swinging Venom, which will be really fun. That would be neat. But, I, you know, but this this one moment of, like, he's in a different existence it literally means that everything that's happened in the last two movies doesn't really matter. It's true. Because they can do whatever they want. They could they could undo it. And that's to me, honestly, like it was like they were in process of doing this movie and they were like midway through when Disney was like, Hey, we claim you now. And they were like, Oh shiz, okay. And so then they sort of like steam fired into Mm -hmm. like okay we'll just get done with this get done with that get done with this get done with okay cool now let's go and so it was like they knew nothing they did mattered 
Yeah. <laughs> and so they just sort of like, how fast can we get to the end? Yeah. It was like it was like Disney was like, okay, well you still have to make the movie at least an hour and a half long, and they were like, challenge accepted because it's literally exactly one hour and thirty minutes yeah. long. So it was literally like you have to make it this long. Okay, fine, we'll make it exactly this long. <laughs> we'll film most of it with jokes. Nothing happens because nothing matters because yeah. now we're in the universe we were supposed to be in from the beginning. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does kind of feel kind of throwaway like there that shit's out of the way anyway venom's in the mcu now yeah exactly um, yeah it was cool it was kind of like a interesting little sneak peek at what possibly is either going to result or be a part of uh the next spider-man movie yes. and his dealings with dr strange maybe the dr strange movie like it would be interesting if the next Doctor Strange movie was basically just a vehicle where Disney was like, we're going to go collect all the... I Like, it was just a guy's grocery games of <laughs> Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch, like, zipping through the multiverse, being like, ooh, this Hulk can come with us. And you know what I mean? Like, just zipping through all their, like, previous IPs and being like, this one comes with us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I cleaned this one, and I cleaned yeah. this one. I mean, one. I don't know how many of these are left, but, you know, who knows? Crazier things have happened. But I uh, mean, c- could you imagine the joy that erupts <laughs> from the theaters when Scarlet Witch is like, ooh, there's a sea-based one, and we finally claim Namor from whatever the hell small studio has claimed Namor for the past, like, 30 years? Paramount, I think. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was an accident. <laughs> Who told you this? I picked it up at a garage sale for 50 cents. <laughs> Out in Hoboken. The 90s were a rough time. Yeah. Stanley's just like sitting at like a neighborhood garage sale with a bunch of like boxes with a sign that's like movie licenses. <laughs> 50 cents and up. <laughs> Um, What's the cheapest one you got? Namor? I'll take it. <laughs> so it'll be, it will be interesting to see when we see Venom. I, you know, the, the part of me that likes to see Mephisto and everything is <laughs> looking back on the trailer for the next Spider-Man movie that we saw. And there's this like hulking figure at one point that everyone's like, that's the lizard from Amazing Spider-Man. And... Maybe it's Venom. I don't know. I'm just saying. That's Maybe Venom point. pops up in this one. That's a good I point. Uh, they but, could do that. You know, at the very least, maybe we'll get a Spider-Man v. Venom movie that doesn't have Eric Foreman in it. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. No offense, Eric Foreman. You just, you don't, you don't make a ton of sense. True. It was a little, a little weird. It's an odd. They were like, "We want to make Venom a counterpoint to to Spider Man," and I was like, "But that's not. That doesn't. You did that. You did it wrong." (laughs) Anyway, that's exciting. Get hype. Uh, Venom is now in the MCU, and now I just can't wait for the next Spider Man movie. When's the next movie we got? Eternals? So Eternals is November, yep. and Spider-Man is December. Sick. Remember, we've got one a month, because that's what's happening. And then next year, DC is doing one a month 
for a majority of the year. So really? Damn. There's a lot coming. I There's like a lot happening in DC been, next year. Yeah, keeping track of the like, DC schedule. Well, it was like DC looked at Marvel and Marvel was like, hey, hey, look at our second half of 2021. And DC was like, we can do that too. <laughs> Which Screw you. It's we'll have our own MCU. They do. And Blackjack and Hooker. Whoa. Um, and so, yeah, there's like, there's like eight movies coming out for DC or some nonsense right, next cool. year. It's yeah. going to be a lot. You're going to have a lot of real extras. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be real extra for a long time. That's right. Uh, but that's it for us. So Venom, final thoughts. It was fine. It was fine. It was okay. It was fine. Uh, if you're going out to, if you really want to see, I mean, the, the carnage moments and like the big, like... The big carnage <laughs> moments are very stunning on the big screen. They're cool. They are worth seeing, depending on the price of a ticket in your hometown. <laughs> that's, that's Some valid. places are more expensive. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. It is, it is not something that I'd say, like, rush out to the theaters to see, but it's also worth seeing. So, it's somewhere in the middle. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. It was yeah, fine. It was, it was fine. Like, it. I wasn't say that I hated it. It wasn't like... A giant disappointment. It just, like, this sounds weird, but all in all, it was like, oh, we had to do this movie before we could get to the next, the next yeah, step. And much. so it was like, well, let's just get it out of the way. So it was funny. It, I didn't feel like I wasted an hour and a half. It was just, it was fine. Yep. Uh, and that's it for us. So thank you for listening. Uh, if you want our previous episodes, including real extra episodes and other sort of comic book related things, you can find them on our website at coverbpodcast.com. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. That's right. Uh, at coverbpodcast. We will have another episode for you later this week. Correct. Uh, going back to our normal weeklies. And... We'll probably have another episode or two yeah. for you next week as well. And check out the website for our honorable mentions uh, blog post that will be coming up soon yes. for September. Yes. Uh, that's going to include the two weeks that we missed uh, when we were on vacation. That's so right. Those those books will be on there. That is correct. And until next time, we will catch you back here for another episode of Cover, of Cover B. B. Bye, everybody.